of when someone has something that I don't have, I'm like, oh, that's an option? Like, wait a second. And so my current partner and I now can really move into these vulnerable conversations when we witness something like that, where we go, is that something you would want to integrate into our relationship? What does that look like for us? And, you know, taking what you've said about acknowledging, bringing the awareness and then reframing it into opportunity. Yeah. Not a lack or a void, right? Welcome to Talking Shift. This is where we take the woo-woo out of your awakening process. We're gonna get real on what the ascension is. I'm Diamond No, I'm your host. I'm a generational psychic, I'm a starseed, I'm a master manifester, I'm an ascension advisor. I've been teaching the science behind your awakening process for over 20 years now. We teach it across this globe. We're gonna talk about healing, we're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about the relationship with your body, your soul, your emotions, your inner child. And we're going to do everything in our power to help you shift into your highest timeline. Welcome back to Talking Shifts. So you're with myself, Dime, today, and one of my top mentors, Sarah Rose. How are you? how are you I'm good did you hear the voice quality I just had where I was like how are you like what's going on with me (laughs) (laughs) amazing so we're gonna have a wicked conversation today that I'm really excited about in talking about what happens when we're in a we're in a committed relationship and we're looking at other couples going well my partner doesn't well we don't so we want to talk about, let's frame it up for me. How, how are we addressing this today? So I would say it's a comparison piece. Like when you said like, my partner doesn't do this or we don't do that. That's comparison. You're comparing your personal relationship, your partner relationship with external relationships that you're viewing while you're at a family function or you're just out. Just and, out and about. Yeah. Out yeah. and about. <laughs> out and about. That's my Canadian coming out. <laughs> Uh, great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And so we're going to dive through this, but we're also going to talk about the why we do it. Right. And how we can redirect it and what that's, what the, what changes is going to come with that or what the outcome can be when we learn to recognize and reframe. So I'm going to let you kick it off. Let's start digging into okay. this. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about that. Why? And we're going to jump right into lack mindset. This is that feeling of emptiness. Something is missing inside of us. So instead of being self-aware to it, I would say there is this natural subconscious conditioning where you, you turn it into a comparison piece mm-hmm. where it's like, like you said, like my partner doesn't do this or we don't do this. Or like when I say this, he doesn't do it like that. Or mm-hmm. when she says this, you know what I mean? Like there's always that flip there, always that comparison. And when it's, when that is there, it's actually this feeling of lack within the relationship that you have mm-hmm. right now. I'm going to give a couple of examples so we can really hit this home because okay. I've had a few, I've had a few, what the fuck my partner doesn't <laughs> moments. Yeah. Um, so what I think is really cool, there's a couple of moving pieces to this, but 
for the longest time, I was unaware of understanding my love language and my partner's love language, right? right? And there's a lot to this, but surface level one. So when I would be with other couples where, you know, the partner would, would buy them flowers or fill up their glass of wine, if we were having dinner, I'd be like, uh, excuse me, or words of affirmation. I, we all know that couple that's like, oh, baby, I love you so much. And you're so beautiful. And oh, you're so this and like, gag, but also, oh, I kind of want some of that too. Right. So whether we're aware of it or not, it happens. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And I think it happens more in the ebb and flow of a relationship. So when we're in kind of one of those, like, I think that relationships are always about rediscovering. And so we're in that kind of low of rediscovering or the busyness of life. We can feel that void that you're mentioning where it's like, right. oh, my bucket isn't full over here and I need some help. Yeah. Right. So those are a couple of the examples that I, because my love language is acts of service. And we don't usually attract a partner that has the exact same love language. Right. So then that shifts us into seeing love lang- the love language we love, whether that's acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, gifts. What's the other one? Physical touch. Physical touch. And so we're seeing another couple demonstrate our love language and then looking at our partner and being like, <clears throat> what the fuck? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> argument in the car on the way home. Right. right? Did you yeah. see? And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like when I think about that, I just think of um when I was with my ex and you know, we we had our we had our son and I would always actually pack everything up and put it in the car. Mm-hmm. I would take the the baby stuff and mm-hmm. I watched his um his sister's husband do it and I was like like (laughs) before we leave like events right like it was always I was doing it and it would take him like 30 minutes to be like Mm -hmm. okay we're ready oh oh you did it already and I'm just like you watched me right (laughs) you're standing there while I did it (laughs) but yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and yeah it it comes down to that like access service physical touch was a big thing too like Mm -hmm. I love little touches or if like little hugs or kisses on the cheek when we're out somewhere watching everybody else with their hand holding and mm-hmm. thinking like, why doesn't that happen? Why yeah. don't we do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that comes back down to that lack mentality, right? Human yeah. nature, one, we are phenomenal at being like, I don't have instead of yes. I do have. Right. Right. So when we're noticing the I don'ts more than the I do's, we get, I can get a little spicy. Absolutely. If I fall into that, I'll be like, excuse yeah. me, we need to have a conversation. Yeah. 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 Which comes from that lack. And like, I know a lot of that is like, it, it all comes down to your belief structure. We talk about this a lot here at Diamond Mentoring, yeah. right? And you and I have the honor of mentoring hundreds of clients all over the globe through this journey of that belief is creating your, your reality, your outcome. And so whatever we're witness to or whatever we experience when we're young is going to be a reflection in our now until we heal that piece, right? right? Going in and healing that piece. But when we move into that lack mentality, what's, what's the first step in, in navigating that shift? It would be recognizing it. Exactly. Like, right? Okay, there's something missing here. What's going on? 
Mm -hmm. which is typically the question is, huh? Like what's going on here? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So bringing awareness to, and I'm a huge fan. Like I really, truly, truly feel and believe that when we become aware of something, it begins to shift on its own anyway. So we begin to navigate the change, the transition just by becoming aware. Right. So step one in becoming awareness, and we can kind of build on this. How do we become aware? What is it? How do we become aware of where that lack is? And so for me, I love to just go to my journal and be like, what's missing? Yep. What's missing? Let's just like dissect it out. What's missing in my life? And what feelings am I missing? Not they don't do this. They don't empty the dishwasher, blah, blah, blah. No, let's go back into what does that make you feel? So where's that lack feeling? And then from there, we can start to navigate, right? So what other sort of suggestions do you have in and around of the awareness factor? So when... I, I like the journal idea. It's, it's basically what I do in that respect. Um, when I do that though, like, like you said, like I go, it, it would be going deeper into that. And when you're talking about that feeling, it's, it's almost like, okay, so where did that disconnect come from? Mm-hmm. Where did that, because at one point you obviously felt you fulfilled fulfilled in your relationship you you felt that you you were receiving exactly what you were desiring there so what broke off what was it that created that imbalance mm-hmm. yeah I love that point the I got advice back in like okay I got married at 18 who does that but here we were and navigated out of that relationship and then kind of fell into another one a few years later And passion was super missing for me from the hop. Passion was working, like missing for me. And I was always trying to figure out, and I remember talking to a very good friend at the time being like, passion's missing. And when we look at relationships, like it was just like, I went into, oh, I can totally fix this person, blah, blah, blah. Like I was not healed yet. But anyways, that's a different conversation. But the advice that that person gave me when I was sitting there kind of processing it out was you have to look at your relationships. And if you are in a really committed relationship that has been long-term, they were perfect enough for you at one point to make that commitment. So can you go back to why did I commit? And I go, can you go back to what is it that made me really commit? And then follow the trail of like, when did that shift? And sort of do that processing of when did it change for me? And did it change for them? Because if you're feeling void, they're feeling void. Yeah. 100%, right? So it's going to help you become a little bit aware of what's really going on for me. And then obviously being present in the moment and choosing to observe instead of react. Right. Yeah. I would say even when we, when we get down to that and we recognize that you're not receiving it from the other person, I think a question you need to start asking yourself is, are you allowing yourself to receive from yourself what you're missing? Uh I'd say a lot of humanity yeah. does not comprehend that theory right there. Yeah. That's the biggest thing that I personally see across the board is the external desire to be fulfilled. Yeah, And that's kind of what we're taught, right? Yeah. It's like work hard, climb the corporate ladder or get more money or whatever. Um, yeah. Bust your ass at the gym to look and fit in. And it's like, we're always trying to place ourselves into a perception Instead right. of becoming the perception, 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, I, mean, I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. can you, can you really focus on what's required for me within my capabilities for me to fill the bucket the majority of the way? Right. Right. Preferably, I would love to have that overflowing <laughs> for you. Yeah, but, absolutely. But at least three quarters of that way full. Are you looking at what is it that I require to feel? And these are the, the bottom line things. Safe, secure, valued, seen, understood. Like, okay. how do we how do we navigate that? Yes. And then communicating. So what would be some steps that you would want to take or or that you would share with your clients to sort of move through that awareness of lack? into what's after that? I think I would start, I know I would start looking at, okay, so where in those areas are you feeling lack? So is it just physical intimacy or is it the acts of service? If they're doing love language, right? To look at it that way, it's a little easier. Um, But then, okay, so where are you doing that for yourself? Mm -hmm. How can we implement that into your daily life on physical touch, which we talk about a lot with like self wholeness is, you know, with physical touch is physical touching yourself. So like that lotion, that love for yourself, um, words of affirmation. How do you talk to yourself? Mm-hmm. What, what goes on in your mind? What do you, do you do mirror work? Do you stand in front of it? Do you tell yourself that you love yourself? Like, mm-hmm. are you validating yourself? Are mm-hmm. you showing yourself how worthy you are? Yeah. Yeah. And I like, you know, all of our viewers know I am, I will put a mirror in front of you. If I have to, I will ship you a mirror, (laughs) (laughs) get in front of the mirror because that's where the entanglement happens with the subconscious and the conscious. So when you're looking at your own reflection and you're admiring and you're loving and you're honoring, and you're saying you are safe, you are secure. Right. Um, really filling that void for you. There's so many different ways to do that. You know, we know the basics of, you know, self-care and self-love and all that stuff, but I think it's so much deeper. And I think a big piece of it is stop fucking comparing. Yeah. I think that's a huge way to honor yourself is stop comparing. Like there's going to be couples who function different. And like, I know I can hear like viewers in the background, in the back of my head right now being like, yeah, like what people put on display isn't what's going on behind closed doors and blah, 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 blah right? Yes, Which is a thing. Yes. It is a thing. It and is, that's, absolutely. It's 2023, people wanting to be like popular or whatever. I don't know what their reasons for doing it. <laughs> you do you, boo. I'm not interested. Right. right. Like, I don't even think there's a picture of me and my partner online at all. Like, that's, a that's our world. It's our yeah. world. So it's stop the comparison. Right which we've talked about, look, stop looking for the crime, right? In right. a previous podcast where why we're looking for the crime that our partner has committed so that we can be reactionary. And that right. reactionary piece is coming from a pain point that's unhealed within yeah. your subconscious. So if you find yourself leaning into comparison in a way that's not serving you or your relationship, that's a pain point that you are seeking outside of yourself. Right. Because it's something that you're looking for evidence of, see, this is why I feel what I feel. Right. So if you take nothing else from the podcast, although I know you've got some great tips, you are literally hunting to validate the void you're feeling and go, see, that's why I feel what I feel. 
Exactly. Which is not the case. It no. is, you feel that because that has been your foundational belief structure from a very young right. age. Go right. heal that shit. Go and fuck yourself. Like, go do it. Yep. And then you can navigate into. So from this realization, we know that there's communication involved and there's all these things with your partner, but you want to be looking at yourself first. So when we're looking at ourselves first, what do you want? What do you want our listeners to do? When we talk about that core belief system, you want to start looking at the caregivers in your life. How did they respond to external relationships around you? Not just like their relationship, yes, but how did they compare themselves to everybody else around them when it came to relationships? Mm-hmm. And how did they communicate that with their partner during that mm-hmm. time? How did you receive that information through you? Did it, did you see that, you know, one parent felt not validated? Did you feel, did you see that one person never really felt seen? And again, like, then that would go down the rabbit hole of their own core belief system. But you want to see how you were taught. How -hmm. were you taught to view external relationships compared to your own? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Like my caregivers, not to throw anyone under the bus, but let's do that. (laughs) it's not throwing under the bus. It's, it's the no, I'm going to, I'm going to air some dirty laundry. (laughs) (laughs) So my caregivers, my pride, my supposed to be caregivers, um, we'll word it like that. So male, male and female and for their own whatever's the male was very flirtatious with other women. Very, 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 very charismatic, very flirtatious, love the attention, and the female was very, the only way I get attention is when I'm being volatile, when I'm yelling at you or when I'm being sexual. So there was two big driving forces for her and his big driving force, but whatever his insecurities were, that, that was his behavior. But it was very uh, aggressive and all of those things, right? So okay. as I aged and started like exploring dating, One, I had the misconception of that's what men do. That's what women do. That's how we get attention. So when I realized that was dysfunctional, healed that, moved through that. But then it moved into, okay, here I am with a partner that does match that story, what I've been, what I've been taught. And I've seen these other couples not being aggressive and being very nurturing. And so I would start to be like, oh my God, like, what the hell? Like, what's wrong with us? What's wrong with me? How come, what's wrong with me that you don't want to do that to me? Was the deep, deep, hidden, unknowing thought to all of it. So then I start feeling inferior. So then I start going on overload, trying so hard to receive that thing and sort of fucking being vulnerable and saying, this is what would make me feel loved. Right. Well, filling my own bucket, right? So I know when you and I were prepping for this conversation, you were like, yeah, we got to talk about reframing it. Yes. Right. So let's dive into reframing when we become aware. So instead of projecting, comparing, we're going to become aware of what does this make me feel? Right. We're going to dive into our journal. So that's the next step of processing out. Where does this stem from for me? And what could actually fill that for me first and foremost? We're going to be able to communicate that with our partner, but the reframing piece is absolutely essential. So let's talk a little bit to that. So when we're looking at it and we're becoming aware, instead of looking at it as this is what I'm not receiving, um, what is wrong with me, you know, what's what just happened here? It's more of, okay, what 
is it that I am desiring from that external relationship that I'm perceiving? What is it? Is it the the affection or the joy or the passion? What is it that you are desiring by looking at that? It's it's mm-hmm. the same. I would say it's the same, like not to compare it, but like you see someone that gets a new car and you're like, oh my God, you know, like why, why don't I have that? Or, you know, mm-hmm. there's like this, this feeling of lack. So what is it about that relationship? What is it about what you viewed that you are desiring to receive back to yourself? Yeah, I love it. I started that game with every avenue of my life at a younger age, like probably my thirties is when I start to figure this out. And so I don't, it's it's very, very, very rare that I will experience jealousy. It's just not, it just hasn't been in my personal experience. Everything else. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Like I'm not, I'm not praising myself by saying I haven't experienced jealousy, but it's been very minor for me. Okay. And I think the reason it's been minor for me is because the way my perception worked as a child, young adult, and still to this day was when I see someone who has something that I don't, I go, that exists. That's an option. And like funny story, Biff Naked, who's like a Canadian artist, right? Yes. So she's got a song called, I love myself today. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. And I had the honor of like hanging out with her and like kind of talking that out and stuff. And I was like, when I was a teenager, I didn't know that loving myself was an option. This is back in the 80s, 90s. Um, And it was this like light bulb of if you don't get to see it, experience it, acknowledge it, witness it, how do you grow? Right. So my mindset is flipped into, and I think it's such a fucking blessing, let me tell you, of when someone has something that I don't have, I'm like, oh, that's an option? Right. Like, wait a second. And so my current partner and I now can really move into these vulnerable conversations when we witness something like that, where we go, is that something you would want to integrate into our relationship? What does that look like for us? And, you know, taking what you've said about acknowledging, bringing the awareness and then reframing it into opportunity. Yes. Not a lack or a void, right? Right. Because what a different conversation to have, to witness this amazing, beautiful couple in front of you, to get back in the car option one, you fucking suck because you don't blah, 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 blah. And I feel a void or going totally silent being like, no, I'm fine. What? And then trying to like bring it out. Right. Mm -hmm. Or option two, Hey, did you notice that other couple? Like they were really affectionate. I thought that was really sweet. Did you notice it? What did you feel about it? Yeah. What would it look like for us if we started to integrate a little bit of that? I think I'd really like it. Right. And you can do that across the board in everything Absolutely. from physical affection, words of affirmation, spicy, <laughs> showing all of the things. And then you're learning yeah. what your partner also wants to experience. So you get to grow together. Right. Instead of forcing the hand. Yes. And then it feels so much more authentic and beautiful. And like, I have that honor right now. Like it took me till my forties okay. to find, like, I've only been with him for coming up on three years, we've had our challenges. As everybody knows who watched the hundred days of surrender on YouTube, you know, (laughs) it got a little messy there for a bit, um, real messy there for a bit, but here we are. And that's one of our active things is really communicating 
what else do we want to put in this bucket of us, right? Like, what would you like a little of? What would I like a little of? And then that compromise, right? Yep. So I love that ability to reframe and look at opportunity, not lack. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's beautiful. It's a beautiful way to exist. Absolutely. Whole world changes. (laughs) Anything else that you really want to like (laughs) add to (laughs) anything else that you really want to add to with this? I'd love to touch a little Uh, bit on your, your um, thoughts in and around vulnerability together, but where else do you want to go with this conversation? Trying to think, but like the only thing that actually I, I can't, like I thought of when we were talking about that, where you were talking about getting in the car and being like, we don't do this or like mm-hmm. people like in relationships actually do that in front of other people. Like they call them out. I don't like that. It hurts me yeah, so much. It does, but mm-hmm. they don't think that way. Right. Like it, it's, it's something that they were, that's how they were taught to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's also a, like, let's be real. We're human. And when we are, okay, one, I don't feel that those things happen to couples that have strong communication. I think it happens to hidden resentment that's built up. Yes, absolutely. Right? And so when yeah. hidden resentment is built up and something that you desire is slammed in your face that you don't have with the partner that you're with, Right. you're going to become reactionary and then you're going to start degrading your partner or embarrassing yeah. your partner or yourself and my whatever but it's like that's not proper communication that's just going to add to resistance yeah you're creating more resistance by doing those things yeah. and you're that's, shaming actually it is and it's like i don't it's what would yeah, I'm not going to use that analogy. I was going to go into a total analogy, but then I talk forever. So let's not, um, <laughs> we know what we do here. Um, but like moving, I think that's what I mean in and around vulnerability is oh, I'm feeling something I'm not enjoying. What right. am I truly feeling? And can we express that in a, it's coming from me. Yeah. And this action made me recognize it. Like, that is a massive turning point in communication Absolutely, for anybody. I'm feeling this particular way, this particular action or lack of action is adding to that feeling for me. Right. Can we come up with a solution together so that I'm not feeling triggered and that I can start to discover and unfold what's really going on within me so that I can right. heal it so it doesn't surface again? Would you be open to that conversation? And I don't want you going to your partner when they're in the middle of something like be like, Hey, can we have pillow talk before bed tonight? Like set it up. <laughs> don't like walk in and be like, we're talking about this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Set it all up and discover what does this is kind of a theme for my clients this week, actually. What does vulnerability mean for you? Yeah. Do you truly know what it means? Have you experienced it? Have you been witness to it from someone? Has someone been truly completely vulnerable with you? And have you been completely vulnerable with someone else? And I think that when that vulnerability exists in a union, you start to be curious about how good can this get? Right. Instead of you're missing the point. Yep. Right. Instead of all of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Cool. So there's some homework. That's awesome. Lots of homework actually. Yeah. Get to it. (laughs) Start to discover like, where's our lack? Am I, am I finger pointing? is this an opportunity? Like all of the things let's dive into that and 
We'd love to hear your comments. Um, we've got this on Spotify. We've got it on a whole bunch. All the socials are on diamondno.com, but we also post these on YouTube. So we'd love for you to follow us there. It's Diamond No on YouTube and share your comments about how did this resonate with you? Did you find something that you're like, oh, this is what I'm doing? Uh, what was your biggest takeaway? We'd love to hear it. All right, we'll catch you next time. Until Bye. then, continue to stay brave, bold, raw. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>